Unwrap your gift now, but pay later. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Put no money down, no payment, and no interest for up to 24 months. Our elves work year-round, installing in as little as a day. Offer ends December 31st. Visit PellaWI.com. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's the Jeff Wagner Show. Come join the conversation on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line at 855-616-1620. Now, filling in for Jeff Wagner, here are your hosts, Carol Kane and Sandy Max. Good morning. Carol has been up bright and early. I am going to unplug and we'll have an airport report for us later. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> Doing you know, shuttle run. I, I love having, you know, my son come in, but he could have planned his airline his departure schedule. a little more yeah. amenable to the schedule instead I was up, of crack I was, of dawn. Oh, my God. I was at the airport at 3.30 in the morning. Woo! I know. I know. Stories to tell from that, but we are excited. We have a guest in the studio. I am so excited about this. And Paul Partolata has been so gracious in coming in. I threw out, because you have so many fun things that are going on with your restaurant group. And your and restaurants I, are just a part of the Milwaukee and the Wisconsin fabric. I, I go to Lake Park Bistro every anniversary. It is a special occasion restaurant for me. I, Thank you very much. See, and I love Restaurante. There's something so yeah. quintessentially quaint about going down to the Tosa area mm-hmm. And um, the last time I was there was for my birthday. See? Special yeah. occasion. Yeah. Well, we, we want to be something beyond just a special occasion sure. restaurant group. But clearly, um, we're coming up on our 30th anniversary, 323-23. Uh, wow. Restaurante Bartolotto will be 30 years old. Congratulations um, in advance. So That's exciting. Thank you, Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee supported our family and our restaurants for Coming up on 30 years, we're excited about New Year's Eve, bringing in 23. It's an anniversary for us, but there's a lot of great stuff going on in our restaurants. Um, obviously, it's you know a day or so before New Year's Eve, so it's it's getting to down to the wire. Um, our restaurants have a, a few spots available, so if you haven't made your New Year's Eve okay. reservations, that's my sales pitch. Check okay. into um, it, sure. Partalatas.com, sure. you can certainly find it, but... We're excited coming into next year. There's a lot of new, exciting things that we're doing. We have a bunch of special events. We have our Black Trouble Dinner coming up. So there's just, um, you know, at, at Lake Park Bistro, that's, you know, a perennial. It's been our, our one of our signature items. We have the High Stakes Dinner coming in at Bacchus. Um, we're opening up the Commodore out in uh, Lake Country in Lake Nagawica. So oh, there's just cool. a big new project. So there's a lot of good, exciting things on the horizon for the company. And I couldn't be more proud and excited and incredibly grateful that milwaukee has supported us because we you know this covid moment which we want to all forget it was a bumpy period for hospitality in general so i sympathize with anybody in our industry because it's been tough we actually i was just reading so i'm so grateful that you guys have been able to sustain because i just read there was like 40 restaurants in the area that did close because of Lack of not only people, but also because of COVID and things like that. So you're, I mean, you're chugging through. And we, I, we are. It's been bumpy. I, as I said, I, 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 I'm part of a, a, a group of people in hospitality in Milwaukee who are, I think we are important to the fabric of our community, whether it's, you know, a, a local tavern, a, a fine dining restaurant, a casual restaurant, anything that's happening in the city is important for the fabric of our community. And, you know, over time, we realized that we were less about just being in restaurants, that we were 
here to be part and embedded in the fabric and the elevation of our community. And we like to think that we've played some sort of a role. Mm -hmm. But coming up on New Year's Eve with all that's going on, um, you have to count your blessings coming out of the holidays. Um, things have been great, and we're extremely excited about 2023. Now, do you have special menus for New Year's Eve, or do you? Is it off the off the menu, or how are you guys working that? They all do it a little bit different. We we empower our chefs to to you know get together and think about what they want to do and what they want to offer. Some restaurants are doing a la carte. Some restaurants are doing price fixed. All the information is, is on our website at bartolaz.com, so you can take a look at what is still available and what you'd like to do. Ristorante is doing a four-course menu. It's white truffle season. We're known for white truffles. We've been bring, we've been shaving white truffles in the city for almost 30 <laughs> years, so uh, we consider ourselves sort of the truffle guys. Uh, and then Lake Park Bistro is now the beginning of black truffle season, so they're doing a menu where they're focusing on adding some black truffles to the menu. Um, Bacchus is doing a beautiful menu with a wine pairing because Bacchus has obviously one of our most expansive wine programs. So if you're a wine aficionado, this is sort of the restaurant to go and enjoy. Um, Harbor House, obviously, you know, one of our bigger restaurants located overlooking the lake is, is super busy as well. And then if you're just, you want to just celebrate with a great steak, both the steakhouses and, um, Joy, Joy Gerard's in uh, Greendale, um, has a few, uh, spaces open sporadically throughout the evening that you could still book for. I got to be honest with you, one of my favorite, favorite memories outside of being at Restaurant for my birthday. And I went actually, uh, to Mr. B's down the street from me with Joyce Garbasiak and her husband. We had a lovely, sure. lovely meal. But I took my mom to Harbor House right. after she had a doctor's appointment, and I still have on my phone. She was so enamored with it. The whole lake experience, the beauty of the restaurant itself, and I still have on my... And I treasure it because I lost my mom two years ago. So I've got this sure picture either. of her... Uh, with her Bloody Mary, with this huge <laughs> smile on her face, and it was just so, so awesome. And that, that's the one thing I love about your restaurants, too. Your people are great. They're so accommodating. We've always made our number one priority to take care of our employees. If you have happy employees who are engaged, um, have the tools to do their job, are prideful of where they work, that will just... then. And by the way, we're going to make mistakes. We're human but it's how you handle it. And if you handle it with humility, you step and say, let me fix this. The guests understand. Yeah. And so what we've learned over the years is if you take care of your employees, they take care of the guests. That then allows us as an organization to be good partners with whoever we do business with, to be reinvesting in our community and elevating our community. And all these things work to, to support the bottom line because without that, you obviously can't do all the rest. But it's really about great employees. It's been, it's been sort of who we are. And we have been blessed that the city has had so many um, life stages and life moments that they've shared with us that when, when you get to be 30 years as a company, you start hearing stories of, oh, I came here when I was a kid. And I was like, okay, in defense of Happy Meals, right? And, <laughs> and, and now, I'm, now I'm engaged or I'm married, I'm my firstborn, and we're out celebrating. And you really see this evolution generationally happening um, we're seeing an incredibly exciting, diverse mix in our in our dining community as well. Um, so it's a very it's a great time. Um, Milwaukee is at a tipping point. 
with the RNC coming. I just couldn't be more excited and optimistic about the future. We have to look forward and be excited about the future. You have much to be proud of, as, as the Bartolotta family has such a history, and you look forward to this 30th anniversary year. Uh, Jennifer Bartolotta is going to be part of an event on January 1st. Right. She's doing something at the Riverside? Yeah. Meditate Milwaukee. So well, will you be meditating? I don't know. I think I'll be sleeping in the morning <laughs> after. So, Jennifer, don't take offense. Are there any traditions that you do on New Year's to bring in the year in the Bartolotta family? We have always um, done our drive around. So we know that we can't, I can't cook in every restaurant. My sister Maria can't be in every restaurant. Uh, Keith Trafton, our CEO, can't be in every restaurant. So what we try to do is we sort of divide and conquer and we take totally separate routes and we each try to drive to every restaurant and more than anything else, support our staff and let them know, hey, listen, I know you'd like to be out you know, popping a bottle of champagne yourself, but you're doing something important. You're serving the community. You, you know, you're, you're, you're doing a good thing. And we want them to know that we're there to support what they're doing for the community. You know what I think is interesting, too, is that I, you have stuff. I mean, this weekend, obviously, is very special because we're bringing in the new year. But you have dinners planned, like special dinners in January and February. Like I'm looking right here, the lobster celebration dinner, or the Taste of the Tides, the celebration of lobster, January 16th. It's, a, through- it's our annual lobster festival at Harbor House, and it goes on for the better part of a week or 10 days. And, and we just took all different species of lobster. So we do spiny lobster, we do rock lobster, we do slipper lobster. Uh, we do all kinds of very classic prep- preparations that are very New England, uh, baked lobster and boiled lobster boil and things like this. But then we also do some a little bit more um, out-of-the-box sort of creative things with lobster. It's a lot of fun. Of well, course, our lobster roll you know, with the brioche, at least sautéed, and the golden butter that's kind of warm. And then you have this beautiful, like, fresh yeah. lobster salad inside of it. It's pretty delicious. <laughs> well, but you know what? That, the seafood thing is what you're really, you were really well known for in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the, you shipped in all this fresh all the time. And that's what you're still doing, right? So a little bit different. You know, when I was at Wynn, I was importing about a ton and a half of fish from the Mediterranean every week. And I was flying in three shipments a week, and I had buyers in all the major markets bringing it in. So it was a very unique environment. I am in the process of reconnecting with a lot of my fishermen uh, and a lot of my shippers uh, because we're going to be doing a series of festivals and a series of events uh, and maybe playing around with the concept of bringing a version uh, of that uh, to the market. And, Paul, if you do, I will tell you one of the most epic culinary experiences of my entire life was there at Wynn with you well i haven't done my best work yet wow uh, and all that the years was impressive and all the years that i was uh building the company with my brother um i was always a little bit sort of the guy behind the scenes helping you know guide the concept development the menu development and things like this but always promoting my chefs i don't ever want that to really change so in my role now as i've taken over as my brother has, has passed um i'm going to build on his legacy but i'm always going to focus on promoting our chefs because it's important to me for them to know that this is their stage and I'm here to support their success. And you're elevating the culinary scene by making sure that you're building talent. Well, I have not done my best work yet. I'm excited. <laughs> and it's I, was, I was super excited um, to really roll up my sleeves and get in the kitchen. And this was pre-COVID. Sadly, it was shortly after my brother passed. Uh, but I was really wanted to focus on on getting back in into the kitchens. And, you know, the level of disruption from COVID has been you know, pretty significant. Uh, 
But at the same time, what we've done is we've refocused on how do we prepare this company for the next 30 years. And so the work that we've been doing has been foundational work for the future and couldn't be more excited. And it's just going to free me and our chefs and our creative side just to go go crazy in the next couple of years. Well, we look forward to that. Chef Paul Bartolotta, congratulations in advance on your 30th anniversary coming up in 2023. Happy New Year to, all, to both of you. Thank you for inviting me. And again, Thank you, Milwaukee, for supporting the Bartolotta family and the Bartolotta family of employees and restaurants. I got a whole bunch of gift cards that I can't wait to use. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And we're Paul. still selling gift cards through the end of the year with our bonus. So if you you need a last-minute gift or you forgot somebody or you're going to see somebody you haven't seen, you can always treat them with a Bartolotta gift card. And by the end of the year, you can still get the $20 bonus. That's Good perfect. Plan. Good plan. Chef Paul Bartolotta joining us on... Always pitching. <laughs> There's, there's always a, there's always a seat still to be filled in a restaurant. Absolutely, the word fully booked does not exist. That a boy. That a boy. Support your local businesses. Airport stories with Carol Kane next. WTMJ, Carol Kane and Sandy Max filling in on the Jeff Wagner Show. And Carol, you've been up, you used to do morning show radio. You got a little uh, taste of that, yeah, of that was... schedule again. Well, you know, I, I, I normally, it's weird, but once you do something like that for such a long period of time, I still wake up every day at like 2.30. Really early? Every, wow. Every. Now, I Do you love... want to, though? That's a no. totally different thing. No, no. <laughs> But this was completely different just in the fact that I, my son came in from Los Angeles, right? He and his girlfriend live in Long Beach, California. They moved there about eight months ago, nine months ago. And he came in, thir- he was supposed to come in Thursday at midnight. And I'm like, if you think I'm driving down to the airport at midnight to pick you up. There are those subarctic temperatures that Winter Storm <laughs> Elliot brought with him. Well, he ended up getting stuck in Minneapolis and then drove down the next day. Yeah. But then I said to him, well, when do you go back? And he said, we go back on uh, Thursday. And I said, what time? And he said, my plane leaves really early. We need to be at the airport by 3.30 or 4. And I went, really early is the scary part of that. Because I'm thinking 3.30 or 4. Like, okay. I said, in the morning? (laughs) And he said, yeah. I go, I work that day, too. And he goes, well, that's when we got to go. And I'm like, oh, for pity's sake. So 3.30 this morning, I'm sitting outside the airport unloading their luggage. Wow. And they came in with their dog, Luna. So Luna's all <laughs> crazy. And, and I'm like, you know, it, I will say this. What was very, very encouraging, it was humming. That's what I say. What was it like at the airport at 3.30 in the morning? The airport was humming. Wow. And... Not just Delta. They were flying out with Delta. Mm-hmm. Um, Delta was really busy. But interestingly enough, so was Southwest. <coughs> Southwest, there were a lot of people that were checking into Southwest. I'll too. Bet. I, I think today was the day that the CEO said, Friday is when we're going to try and get back to normal. Oh, well, they were making they were a good bu- effort. Bustling. And there were a lot of people dropping a lot of people off. And I was really encouraged by that because you've just heard so many horror stories over the past few days about what's going on and people stranded. And then Alex texted me and said, we're all checked in because I 
I'm a weird mom that way. I said, can you please just kind of give me a blow by blow as we're... That's not know. weird. That's that's caring. And, and, well, I don't want to be... Well, but especially with all that's going right. on, if if he finds out that there's a mechanical issue and their flight is super delayed, then right. you can pick them up and... Yeah. yeah. Like, I would go and turn around from Mequon and drive all the way the hell down there you're again. Up. You're <laughs> like, awake. You're sitting... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> But um, then he texted me, I got home, and an hour later, he texted and said, we're boarding, everything looks to be on time, so we so should his, be... His so, experience was smooth at yeah. the airport flying out on Delta today. Yeah, he's he should be, I would think, he should be almost home by now, because it's about, a, he was going to go to Minneapolis, mm. and then he was in Minneapolis, and then he boarded in Minneapolis, and so that's about a five-hour trip. So he should be arriving pretty pretty soon, I would think. Any other observations from your visit this morning? People looked no. in good spirits or no, yes. mount, no mountains of luggage? No, it didn't seem to me that people were worried about anything. They were um, smiling and laughing and, you know, here's my... And the, che- the guy at the check... You know how you can check in yeah. outside? The sky cap? Yeah. yeah. He was... Hustling. <laughs> Here we go. Let's go. So, I mean, and the lines w- seemed manageable. So I, I was very encouraged and happy for Mitchell that this was happening for Good. them. Well, we will keep updated throughout the news to see just how well Southwest is doing. Uh, news Radio 620 WTMJ. Carol Kane, Sandy Max, in on the Jeff Wagner show today as we get closer to 2023. Man, you can take this year and chuck it. <laughs> I hated 22. I have never had such a miserable year. I'm so and glad it's something. gone. We've been through 2020, so that is saying something, my friend. Oh, close the door. Close the door on 22. So, and these ladies are going to help me relax. I was just going to say, there is a way to start the year by uh, kind of grounding yourself, resettling. And that is an event on January 1st called Meditate milwaukee and it's free that's the that's a kicker right there right there at the riverside and uh we have two lovely ladies in the studio please introduce yourselves hi thank you so much for having us my name is kata bliffert uh co-creator of meditate milwaukee and with me i'm tracy schwartz part of the meditate milwaukee experience and how did you come up with this idea to have a what thousand two thousand people in one room meditate together yeah so We started Meditate Milwaukee in 2019, and the intention is to have meditation be accessible to people from all walks of life. Our events have always been free. We were at the Sojourner Family Peace Center, and and we would get groups together of, you know, maximum 150 people. And then the pandemic hit, so we, we stopped for a little while. And and we got together. We were taking our dogs for a walk at the dog park, <laughs> and uh, as many people were yeah. in 2020. Oh yeah, and and we just started creating this idea of of bringing it back. And we thought let's let's come back with a bang and really give people an opportunity to step into the new year, this a new way of being, and and really have people start to get a sense that they can live the lives that they want to live. And that's available through meditation. And how does meditation, because I was just going to ask you, what is the biggest benefit of meditating? Yes, meditating has so many benefits, so much so that 
You can use it to change your blood pressure and alter different things happening in your body. It's really um, a wonderful thing to use if you've had any stress or trauma. It can, you know, recalibrate how the brain is functioning. So it's just an incredible self-regulation tool. And you're just kind of using your breath to connect to and influencing the body to receive that breathing and the benefits from it. So much so that, well, we usually breathe kind of shallowly, like in our chest, you know, it's short, we're anxious, we're stressed. So those breaths are just right up here in the chest. But if you open them up down into the belly space and breathe in wide to the ribs so they expand, that's when things start changing. So we want to take those time, that conscious breathing, those effortful breaths, and then connect to the thoughts that we want to have, which are something that we really do um, in the guided experience. We help you you know, get, give yourself those ideas to work through. And okay, tell me about this day. Tell me <laughs> how this how this works. You, I, the, you, because we've already spoken. I I mean, I know I'm I am a little bit more knowledgeable than the average bear <laughs> just because I've already talked to you. Yeah. But it, the doors open at noon, right? Yeah, the doors open at noon, and uh, there will be some beautiful music already playing from at about twelve thirty. So twelve thirty, the event starts at one o'clock. So come a little early, get your seat. We ask that you enter in silence and, you know, and then you can just really start to get into a space and there will be music playing. So you won't just be, you know, in absolute silence and awkward in the hall. Yeah. You'll feel welcome. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then we'll have some more music. So we'll have a few live musicians actually kind of get you into a space in, into inspiration. And then we'll start the guided meditation experience. We have four different meditation guides. And we're just going to take you through a few different steps, give you some tools, and then we'll start to actually like create how we want our way of being to be moving forward into the world. You know, because we actually can can affect our circumstances just by being in a space of gratitude and love and peace and all of that kind of stuff. You know, the world starts to show up a little differently for us. So we're going to give you access to that during this meditation and then my favorite part is we will start to actually use our intention to share that love and that peace with our community with our neighborhoods with our neighbor with with our whole planet and uh and, and then you know and then we'll sort of bring it back with some more live music and and then we'll send you home and into the new year inspired and happy and with a whole new possibility feel like there might be a aura of light radiating yeah. from the riverside on January 1st. I think we all might feel the big positive ripple. I, it's, it's wonderful. What caused you to get into meditation in the first place, each of you? Uh, well, I really appreciate the benefits of meditation. I work with people um, to help them kind of establish a routine, some sort of new ritual to help them move past things that make them feel anxious in their life. And so meditation is a great uh, opportunity for people to learn about. It's accessible to everybody. Um, you can use it whenever you want to. It's yours, so it's not something you have to do. Um, but a lot of people don't have experience in it. So I enjoy helping people um, learn about it and, and do that. And when was your, when, when did you hear about it and you went, okay, I'm going to try that? Meditation's been in my life forever. Something my mom always kind of had as the way we just looked at the world and lived through the world. And this great you know, positivity and uh, taking on your how you show up in the world and how you affect people around you by the way you show up. You what both have like a familial connection, though. Yeah, you know, I, too, I grew up with it too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
That's interesting. And uh, to have it as part of your life. And and but I it was fun to hear Vince Vetrano from Wisconsin's Morning News. Yeah, he started. He was interested in meditation because he's such an athlete. Loves playing tennis. Loves playing golf. And had heard that other athletes, elite athletes, meditate to get better. And that was his gateway to meditation. And he was kind of sheepish about it. But I was like, no, like there's no wrong way to get in and, and recognize that. Hey, I want to either be better at ath- athleticism or. We all get busy. We all get stressed. We all want to take time for ourselves, and carving out an hour just doesn't sound practical. But you don't need an hour, though. Well, you don't, and ideally what would be great is if you become aware of how you can get yourself into a meditative state, then you just kind of live in that realm. You're meditative in the way that you do things and the way you interact with the world and how you uh, receive the things that are your experiences. So you can become meditative, and then you're not really having to do it. That's what I think is so fascinating about this is that you can carve. Everybody can find five minutes to just power down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can always find five minutes, even if it's in the in the shower. You know what I mean? If you just take even some time in the shower just to kind of like calm. That's my big problem. All right. Well, I think the I calming think down. Tracy can help you. I, Tracy has brought some tips specifically for you, Carol, that I think will be helpful for everyone. So uh, meditation tips from the Meditate Milwaukee co-creators next on TMJ. WTMJ, Carol Kane, Sandy Max in for the Jeff Wagner Show today, helping you start the year a little uh, self-care and of some peace of mind with Meditate Milwaukee. I, it's such a charming idea, and I, you know, I really hope you pack the house. I really do. It would be, it's, it's something that is so seriously, desperately needed in this world, this crazy world that we live in, and how we're always at odds with one another, and we're always nitpicking and micromanaging, and we never, um, as my doctor said to me, I had to go and get my physical, and yeah. she was like, which I hate, by the way. You know, my stress level goes through the roof when she tells stand on the scale. I'm like, I'm not looking. But anyhow, she said, you have to take care of yourself. You need to take care of yourself. And this is a way to do it. You know what I mean? Kata Blifford and Tracy Schwartz are the co-creators of Meditate Milwaukee. So you have some tips, I think, specifically... Yeah, because you've met Carol Kane before, (laughs) earlier this week, and went, you know, I can help you. We do want to do that. It's really inspiring to to find people recognizing that they do want to acquire these skills and awareness. And so that's the first step is saying, okay, I'm I'm overloaded. I need a break. This is too much. Some self-care would be great here. Um, and what that might look like is then just closing in to something that you want to focus your awareness on. So it could be your breath, which is the great thing to do. And you could take a 414 breath. This is just an opportunity. There's so many breath patterns. A Milwaukee breath. Let's I like do it the already. 414. So the inhale will come to the count of four. Okay. And when you get to the top of the inhale, you hold for one second, and then you're going to exhale for four counts. And so doing this repeatedly is going to help you just dial yourself into that breath, allow everything to kind of float away, and you're going to do that. Maybe you have a minute to do it. Maybe you have five minutes. You're going to decide how many times you're going to repeat that. And so taking, you want to try, try it? Should we do it? Let's do <laughs> I'm it. I'm doing it. Okay, ready? I'm First doing it right now. We're going to inhale, two, three, four, and hold. Exhale, two, three, 
four and really draw your navel in just a little bit kind of like take that exhale seriously and if you didn't feel your ribs expanding on those inhales, bring it down a little lower. And Tracy, your I was going to say, I know up. that was all in my ribs because yeah. I enjoy yoga. And that is one of those, you, you, I was like, I didn't know you breathe from your belly and push it up to your chest exactly. and then push your chest down on your belly. So yeah. I think 414 breathing is, first of all, easy to remember. And I feel like you could do this sitting in your car before you go into work to kind of reset your brain and go, okay, you know. Sometimes work can be a little stressful, but I, I think if that's or before you walk into the house and you know you've got a dog that's going to jump on you and kids that are going to be like, ah, and if you seems, need another reminder yeah. or a reason to do it, we can do it at 414 every day. So while oh. we're not always together at 414 every day, we can go ahead and take at least one minute, the meditate Milwaukee minute and all breathe together. So we can feel that energy kind of moving through our whole city. Keep and talking. I'm breathing. <laughs> Four fourteen. So I guess you are probably going to have more helpful hints that uh, that will come out on your January first event at the Riverside Theater. Uh, starts at one o'clock. Starts at one o'clock. We'll have you out of there by two thirty, so you can get to the Packer game by three twenty-five. <laughs> That's a very good point. Very That's big an point. excellent point. Yeah, registration is on our website, meditatemilwaukee.com. So you, it is free, but you do need to register. And then the doors will be open at noon. So come on in and kind of experience the Riverside Theater. And What a great way to start the new year. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. what a great way to start the new year. Or bring a buddy or like you both were saying that you grew up with meditation in your family. Your mom had passed it to you. Interesting to do that, do this event with a parent or with a sister or a brother, and well, uh, it's it, it's got to be a good habit to have. For as much as people say, I'm going to do a resolu resolution, which just sounds so intimidating <laughs> and such a big commitment, this sounds like a good habit to bring into the new year. And we have a lot of people that are excited to do this because they are meditators, so they're looking for a place to do this, and then there's a lot of people that have never meditated before. No experience is needed. It's just an absolute exploration of how this feels for you. Yeah. See, I think you make a very good point. This is not a resolution because resolutions to me scream failure. You're, <laughs> you are destined to fail with a resolution. Yeah. This is a habit that you are going to build that is going to help you as, and, and see the benefits, you know, brick by brick, as they say. Yeah, you know, exactly. one day after the next day after the next day at 414, you do the 414. See? Look at <laughs> yeah. me. And we're all better people. Look at me. But we aren't so stressed out. Yeah. You know, if this is one simple tool. And like you said, we can teach it to our kids. Instead yeah. of a timeout, hey, here, let's do some breathing. Let's all take it down a notch and uh, put on a smile and stand up a little straighter. And exactly. Can you, can you just imagine if families all meditated together? You know, I always joke that, like, I meditate because it, it has me be less of a jerk. <laughs> exactly. But it really is true. <laughs> Like, I, I love people in a different way. Like, I have more of a capacity to actually do that when I'm with people. So I love what you said about bringing bring your family. And, and imagine, like, what are the holidays going to look like if you, when things start to get a little heated? Right. If you can take the time, wait, 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 no, we're just going to do that breath for a few minutes together, and then we'll pick this back up. A lot of families need that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some, I'm serious. A yeah. lot of families need that. Yeah. And speaking of family, there's something magically musical about the Meditate Milwaukee event on January 1st. And we'll tell you about it next on WTMJ. <laughs> Beatles music to bring us back. Carol Kane, Sandy Max in for Jeff Wagner today with two special guests. Kata Blifford and Tracy Schwartz, the co-creators of an organization called Meditate Milwaukee and 
hosting an event January 1st mm-hmm. at the Riverside Theater at 1 o'clock called Meditate Milwaukee. And you're all invited. <laughs> it's free. But we do have to register. Yes. I want to make that very clear. We do have to register. Yes, absolutely. So MeditateMilwaukee.com, hit the register button, you're all in. With the idea of bringing together people to meditate together, whether you've never meditated ever and you're curious about it, or whether you're a regular practicer of meditation. And it's just, I, you know what, it's just a way to start the new year on a positive note. Absolutely. I, 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 it's just we have just so much that are bogging everybody down these days with the news and what's happening in the world, and it's just like take a t- take an hour and a half for yourself because we've been very busy and the, the holidays are stressful. So it's not amount, it's not too much to ask of yourself to give yourself the gift of an hour and a half. You know what I mean? And go by yourself or take your family or maybe need a break from your family and go by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Either way. You'll it's, have... a big, it's a big theater. You can sit apart. That's, That's true. <laughs> That's true. But you'll be sharing tips for people to take home with them to practice meditation on their own. Yeah, absolutely. So so we have follow-ups with people, and we actually are, are going to be doing ongoing events at the Sojourner Family Peace Center following this event. So we will not just leave you <laughs> at 2.30 on New Year's Day on Good luck. Own. We yeah. have a resource page on our website, and and we will continue with our with our events at the Sojourner Family Peace Center as well. And those are first Sundays of most months. And Kata, you mentioned upon walking into this event, you're encouraged to get there maybe half hour early, walk in silence to be already get into that slower mindset, but that there will be music. Yes. And I love this about you that you and your dad create music together. We do. So my my dad is Freddie from Freddie and the Freeloaders. They were one of the one of the Milwaukee bands way back in the 60s. And so we've been playing music together for a long time. And I asked him when we first started this project to write us a theme song. I said, you know, my only requirement is that it be as good and as inspiring as John Lennon's Imagine. So, of course, <laughs> oh, that's you raised the bar. Wow. So, of, of course, wow. he laughs and tells me that's impossible. And uh, and he has the song called "Love Just Took Me by Surprise," and we've we've sung that at every event that we've done, and we'll sing it again on New Year's Day. Oh, that's Day. great, charming. That's that lovely, is wonderful. MeditateMilwaukee.com. Right. The website to register if you want to be part of the January first event, or just I assume more resources there at the website. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you, Kata. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks for coming in again. And we will uh, hear a good news story out of Buffalo about Merry Christmas Jay. He's a guy. I this is this was so inspiring to me, and it it lends itself right into what we were talking about yesterday, and the fact that I have pledged this next year to try to be a better person. I would love to think that I could be like this guy. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's the Jeff Wagner Show. Now, filling in for Jeff Wagner, here are your hosts, Carol Kane and Sandy Max. With some good news out of Buffalo. I heard this story, and I was absolutely, to tell you the truth, I heard this story as I was driving home after dropping my son off at the airport. Yeah. And I was so taken with it that I went home and before I, I li- laid down again just to catch another 40 winks, I looked it up and I was, I would like to think that I would do something like this, that I would be brave enough to do something like this. But it was, the story is about 
this guy who got stuck during the blizzard in Buffalo. Um, his name was Jay. He got stuck in Buffalo, and he spent the night in his truck, apparently, and just in that horrible weather, finally inches of snow. Right, he finally decided that he was going to try and make his way out, and he left, and he found a school, and he broke into the school, and he got some shelter. He broke into the cafeteria, got himself some food, but then decided that he was going to go back out because he knew that there were other people that were stranded. And he went back out into the blizzard and rest. He is credited with saving at least 12 people from dying. Oh my goodness. So, and he got them all into the school. He got them all fed. So this is the let. And then because he's who he is, selfless he wrote a note to the school and he said to whom it may concern i'm terribly sorry about breaking the school window and for breaking into the kitchen got stuck at 8 p.m friday and slept in my truck with two strangers just trying not to die there were seven elderly people also stuck and out of fuel i had to do it to save everyone and get them shelter and food and a bathroom merry christmas jay it just it really brings you to tears that there would be somebody that would be that selfless, you know, that he would go and risk his own life to bring more people into the shelter. I was just so touched by it. And I, they all survived. He's credited with at least uh, 12 people. It's he inspiring. saved at least 12 people. And they couldn't find him. No, he just, he just so vanished. The uh, So this is in Buffalo, New York, and the Cheektowaga Police Department sent out a tweet saying, hey, this guy did good. We're not, we're not right. really mad at him, but, you know, hey, we'd like to at least, you know, tell him good job. And uh, it took several hours, but they found Merry Christmas Jay. That's what they were nicknaming him because that's how he signed that sweet letter. Uh, Jay Withy. He's 27 years old. Wonderful young man to model yourself after. Absolutely inspirational. And it's just, you know, it gives you something to aspire to. I mean, not that we're going to, you know, get put in a position like that because that was just a freak storm of the century. But um, but you do wonder what you do. Those are extreme circumstances. I, what I, is your extreme response? Right. He didn't give up. At I, all. And I, he was welcoming two other people into his truck. Yeah, he got two on people. On top of that. Right. And then he got all of these people. So uh, Jay uh, is not going to face any charges, nor no. should he. 24 uh, people stranded. He brought them in side up from the side of the road. I think your heart might grow one size larger. Uh, the survival group is now a family, and they are planning a summer get-together. That's fantastic. Isn't that sweet? It's just fantastic. I mean, it's something that we... when we. T- it's not just chin. I call it chin boogie. You know, for some people, it's Lip not service. It's not chin boogie. What it is <laughs> is this is this kid, this twenty-seven-year-old, had the upbringing of being a caring individual, and it's something that we all should aspire to be better. He shows us how we can be better. Indeed, I just and he's touched all of those lives. Yes, he he truly changed their lives. Eve, frostbite, whatever could have happened to those people. Yeah. He he saved those lives. I know. I get teared up. It's because wonderful just, that your heart is moved. It's just, I was what? so taken aback and just thought that that was um, just such a sweet, sweet story. And this should be applauded. I hope he gets like 
you know, a commendation or something from the city. He should. I would hope so. He should definitely get the key to the city or at least the key to the school. (laughs) (laughs) So unfortunately, uh, who does make the news and actually should and get criticized, uh, certainly not a Merry Christmas Jay type guy. Uh, We'll be talking about him and getting your opinions next on TMJ. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. WTMJ, Carol Kane, Sandy Max. I am laughing because producer Charlie spot on with the music as ever. The yeah. Monkees. I'm a believer. And if you're a big Monkees fan, born on this day, Davy Jones and Michael Nesbeth. They both had the same birthday. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. Just I didn't know that. A fun fact about the Monkees. Da- uh, Davy Jones was a really nice. He was a really nice guy. And really, really nice cute. guy. Yeah. And tiny. a good dancer. He yeah. was like a tiny pocket person. It was like you could put him in his pocket and walk away. Davy Jones loved horses, and he wanted to be a jockey before he became the song and dance man that he became. Wow. Where did you, where's this stuff stored? Well, <laughs> here you go. Quick one before we get into I'm a Believer. Uh, the Monkees had a huge resurgence on MTV in the 80s, and my mom had been a mon- been Monkees fan in the 60s, so we started watching the Monkees together, and... I'll be darned. There you go. I was everything from punk rock to Duran Duran to monkeys. That's how those things are. You wish those things would move out so that way, you know, you (laughs) could remember other important facts, but that's okay. I know. Sometimes I can't even remember where I am, but I have little facts. But you remember the monkeys' birthdays. Okay. There are other people who are monkeys fans. I know that. Uh, So Charlie chose I'm a Believer because you've probably heard this story, which is just uh, appalling to tell. If you you haven't. Honest to God, you've been under a rock because it's this George Santos thing just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. I mean, and what I think is so interesting is that there are those on the in the GOP that are main mainly suspectly quiet. You know, they're just not doing anything like he he has lied about his resume. OK, yeah. Now, so and, he's he's a newly elected. Right. New York State politician. Right from Rhode Island, and he—it's, yeah. The, the, when we first heard about him, this is just like the, the onion layers just keep peeling off. So the the, the first misrepresentation I heard was like, well, because we joked with Carol, she lied on her resume to get her first traffic reporting job, well, saying that she had a depth of knowledge of the city. Well, I and, didn't. <laughs> right. I, I didn't lie on my resume. I lied to their face. Oh, there you go. <laughs> this was dur- <laughs> this was during the interview. The resume was okay, but during the interview, I said, "Yeah, I know the system really well," and, and I, I didn't. Yeah, and I know the software that you use to report. Sure. So, I, but, yeah, no, but, but he that li- isn't. I mean, every single thing you hear about, yeah, he lied about his education, his, his heritage, his professional pedigree, the people he worked for. I mean, it's just one thing after the other. And you got to give him at least props for his boldness because he says, I'm not leaving. I don't I don't have to give him props. That. That's obscene that he could even sleep at night. I mean, the lies that he has been that have been discovered include Claiming he's Jewish, even though he isn't. Right. It, it, to get was, votes. Right. And when he's Catholic. Right. Uh, there's questions about, hey, he filed his tax returns and he made $55,000 one year, and then the next year in the millions of dollars. Right. If that's true, there's something fishy. If it's not true, it's more lies. And then it, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And it's one thing to say, hey, I, 
I did it because I want to be here and I really want to serve the people and I just do anything to be a public servant. That's not it. He he did one of those apologies of, hey, everybody lies a little everybody bit, don't li- they? Right. Well, That's not a great excuse for constantly lying. And then now the latest uh, statement he's made is, well, I'll only be here for one term. I, yeah, I promise okay. I won't run again. I, say what you will about Ron Johnson. It is debatable. He said he would only run for two terms. Mm-hmm. We know he run for a third that's more of a change of mind he's gotten in that position and likes it did he lie yes did he not keep his word yes but that's not what george santos is doing no it's really insulting and then like well, i'm not leaving try and make me well and now they're investigating him to see if he used campaign funds for personal things so and that's that's a whole nother layer he he lied about he his even his sexuality, it, it got to the point where he was talking about that he was married to a woman and now he's come out and he says he's openly gay. Fine, whatever. I just find just what's true. Yeah, I mean, just, exactly. So this, this person has no business with this well, lack of ethics in period. Whether well, he got elected or not, people elected him based on they thought he represented them. Well, I thought it was, you know? And then the, the really awful mystery and and untruth is the mysterious passing of his mother and whether or not it was connected to 9-11, which is insulting to anyone who was affected by that tragedy. By 9-11. Yes. So he, I, I saw him on Fox and say what you will about Fox, but I, I thought that the, the person who was interviewing, I thought she was great because she said, have you no shame? There you go. Ask the question we all want to ask. Yeah, and she, I mean, he point blank said to him, have you no shame? And he said, I have nothing to be ashamed oh, about. My And I'm like, goodness. my gosh, you know, and everybody, lo- I, I think the person who tells you that they don't lie is lying to you. Everybody has told little white lies and things like that, but nothing of this epic proportion. And layer upon layer upon layer upon layer for no good result, for greed, for, yeah, unsavory very unsavory so we we all know yeah sure here's what we want to know because believe me what we've just described you will pale in comparison i expect but what's the biggest lie you ever told we're interested to know and well, we'll i think we'll, i just we'll disclosed share mine. Ours, sure <laughs> the wtmj talk and text line 855-616-1620 if uh, you're willing to share a story Give us a call or uh, give us a text, 855-616-1620. What is the biggest lie you ever told? WTMJ, Carol Kane, Sandy Max. In for the Jeff Wagner Show. The biggest lie you ever told, all inspired by just this ever-evolving story about politician George Santos, who's gotten elected based on playing to every crowd that he could <laughs> to get elected. And then now it's being revealed that he's not what he said no, not in, on all. any level, whether it's economic, familial, it's just, uh, it's appalling. Yeah, it's, it, it's bad. And why he thinks that he's, well, somebody just wrote in and said, Elizabeth Warren, you know, she lied too, and she got a pass. I'm using the wrong. I don't know if anybody gets a pass, you know, but it's but what are the lies that well, we want to know what lie you told. (laughs) Right. Should the Santos guy go away? Absolutely. Elizabeth Warren said she was Native American when she was proven, which was the lie. And she was given a free pass. Um, 
Here's somebody that wrote in and said, the biggest lie I told was a lie I was fed, and I repeated it to the person it was about. I heard that this person was gay, and I asked. Okay, well, that's okay. Sure, yeah. And then uh, we have Lou in West Dallas, who is, uh, again, not sharing the biggest lie that he told, but uh, certainly remembers uh, the Bill Clinton years and uh, those definitions of what is, is. So we know lying happens in politics. Uh, I guess it was just more interesting to us after Carol Funny you just revealed on Tuesday that you, in an interview, went, oh, yeah, I can do the job. And I've heard actors do that a lot. Like, where we've got a big Western, can you ride a horse? And, and you're so excited and desperate for the work that, right. oh, yes, I can. And I'll learn karate I mean, in time I, for the film. You know, that, that sort of thing. Well, in my situation, I figured I, it's kind of on-the-job learning. Because I was going to be driving around in the traffic anyhow. So sooner or later, I mean, before I even started, I told you, I said to Lou, throw me in the car and show me where's the hail interchange? What's the Marquette (laughs) interchange? You did your research at least. Where's the zoo interchange? And just kind of give me an idea. And for the first few days, basically, I just said, okay, I've left this point and it took me this long to get to this point. So now you know the traffic is slow right. on Eastbound 94. Because this is, yeah, before Internet and Wave apps and, and Google Maps and all that good stuff, you really had to do the, the research and do the work, I was as in a Ram say. Charger with a two-way radio. I had a ham radio talking to Dick and Ellen on the morning. That's fantastic. Yeah, and then, yeah. I, then I did it in the afternoon. So I had double duty. I was doing a, a Debbie Lazga. I yeah, the morning and afternoon. We call that yeah, the morning and the afternoon. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'm very pleased that we are not flooded with phone calls and texts on the TMJ Talk and Text Line with people who have told horrible, uh, horrible lies. Uh, do we have one person who's going to confess to? Yeah. Okay. Maud in Milwaukee. Hi, Maud. Hi there. What's the biggest My line? My name is Maud. Maud. Oh, name and- is Maud. Okay. They put- I, said, I, I fudged up my application that I graduated high school when I didn't, and I went on to run a department. I also said, they said, do you know how to use a CNC machine to bend um, you, uh, um, these pieces? Uh, they're like hooks. And I said, yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> I actually watched employees do it when I got hired, and then I hit one of them up that nobody liked. Hey, can you just show me how this works? And he sat there for like 20 minutes and showed me how the machine worked, and it actually caught on. Well, see, you were resourceful. At least you did live up to uh, to the lie that you told to get the job. Well, thanks. But, hey, thanks for at least coming forward yeah. and admitting to it. That's a, that's hey, almost to the point. My name is Mud. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Mud. See you later. Happy New Year. News Radio 620 WTMJ. Carol Kane and Sandy Max filling in on the Jeff Wagner Show today. It is the end of 2022. This is all the time where all the recap lists come out. I know. All the, all the lists come out, and it's like the best TV shows of 2022, which was interesting because they were all pretty much streaming services. Sure. There was hardly anything that was like one of the big three. You mentioned some to me, and if you are not a Netflix person, which I am not, then... You're missing out on some miss- of the best shows of the year, it seems. You're missing out on some stuff. But I thought it was fascinating because a lot of people started to get back into the movie theaters. And I know that a lot of people saw Maverick. The, but this was, according to IMDb, BuzzFeed 
uh, is putting the list together from IMDb. They list their top movies of 2022. So let's see what you have seen, if you have seen anything. You're going to go five, four, three, two, one. What's the what's the well, fifth? Uh, it's Batman, the Batman. Never saw oh, that. the Batman, but I'm a the- big Robert Pattinson fan. So it's a movie I should still see. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was Team Edward all the way in the Twilight oh, series. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I can stand behind that. I suppose. I mean, somebody's got to be. Um, Doctor Strange in the big, Multiverse I, of Madness. That was huge film. Did you see that it? Was, uh, I'm a big Benedict Cumberbatch fan. I know. I haven't seen that movie either. Hopefully COVID stuff. Yeah. I'm sure I, everybody can't wait to get rid of well, there we go. Sorry, we had a little interference there. Uh, no, I, so it is funny. So far, two films with actors that I really like and I, I did not see yet. I didn't see either one of those either. And then there was Thor, Love and Thunder. No. I didn't see that. I didn't either. either. I'm, yeah. Then uh, Top Gun, Maverick. It is a shame that I haven't, haven't seen I that, haven't isn't seen it? it. Hey, listen. I'm surprised. We're kindred spirits. I haven't seen one of these yet either. I will um, say that I wanted to see that, but that is the film. I don't... How do you not see Top Gun Maverick on the big screen? I think that's the way to really experience it and feel well, like I, you're on the ride. Yeah, no doubt, it. but I don't know if it's still out. That's my thing. So I think because I know it's coming to Netflix, and I'm going to watch it on Netflix on my Some own. Some people have 71 inch TV screens, and it'll okay. probably feel like that anyway. You know, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Oh, that's the number one film. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Um, uh, no, but I know I did not see that, but I've heard good things about it. The Northman. You ever heard that one? I have, and I didn't see that one. That is the Viking movie with Alexander Skarsgård, and yeah, Anna. this this is in. No- I can tell you what the films are. I just didn't see them. Everything. Everywhere, all at once. That okay. is on cable right now. I've noticed it, and I've heard great things about that. And the it's an Asian actress, yeah. okay. and I hear that that movie is going to be one to look for at the Academy Awards for sure. How about Death on the Nile? I'm, I'm I saw over- that. I saw that on a plane, and that is the Kenneth Branagh playing okay. Poirot. Okay, the um, the detective, and it's got Gal Gadot. It's okay. Got some, yeah, that that was a fun movie to see uh, from the two six two from the WTMJ talk and text line. Uh, they can vouch that uh, they saw Top Gun Maverick on their seventy five inch TV with surround sound, and that was better than seeing it in the theater. That's a home theater. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I mean, my I think I have a sixty inch TV, which is it's still pretty big, yeah. and I do have some surround sound, so maybe I'll enjoy it. But sure. it's and worth then a they try. Something called X. Nothing. I got nothing. I, I, that one, I, you stumped me on that one. No, I didn't, I haven't seen any of them. I You've got seen some any catching up to do. I sure do. I have absolutely no game. I have no skin in this game whatsoever. So, did you see anything <laughs> in the movie theater this year? No. No, and, and let me, in my defense, <laughs> well, no one's, no, no one's criticizing you. In, it sounds like you're the queen of the Netflix, so it, it's cool. I, I didn't do anything. Yeah. I told you, you can take this entire year and just throw it away because <laughs> I could not do, I physically could not do anything. Because of recuperating from hip surgeries and that sort of fun thing. Yeah, sure. Yep. So I did not go to the movie theater. It's on my docket. I want to be able to get out and see a movie in the movie theater because I think the movies are nothing more than a vehicle for the popcorn. Ah, nope, not for me. I want that experience. My number one movie of 2022, 
Downton Abbey, A New Era. Okay. I got to go to France. I got to go back to Downton Abbey. That was a full escapism, lush experience. Wow, when did you do that? When it came out. I went to preview screenings and then the day that it came out. Because the Marcus Theaters had like costume parties in Brookfield and... I dressed up in my hat and dress and did the so, hat parade. Yeah, I was all in. Again, I go all in. If you're going to do it, let's do it. So many questions. I have so many questions. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, we can, we can bring these up because we actually have questions uh, about a different movie. This is going to be a very exciting event. Yes. Uh, you may have heard Ghostbusters is going to be screening at the brand new Bradley Symphony Center, a beautiful space with the soundtrack being performed by the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. Yes. How does that even happen? We have a special guest in studio next. Yaniv Denur, the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra resident conductor, will answer these questions and tell you more about how you can join in on Ghostbusters. That is next on WTMJ. You can hear this song performed by the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra starting tonight. It's a great holiday event. Carol Kane, Sandy Max in on the Jeff Wagner Show and welcoming to the studio right now from the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra, resident conductor, Yaniv Denur. Welcome, Yaniv. Hey, thanks for having me. Are you ready to bust some ghosts? Absolutely. So this has been an interesting series. I have seen The Wizard of Oz and Singing in the Rain so far Yep. at the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra at the brand new Bradley Symphony Center, which is sparkling and beautiful and art deco paintings and not a bad seat in the house. I think it's a really fun experience, but I do think of it more with the classic films. I had never thought of the symphony accompanying a Bill Murray comedy movie. Yeah, why not? We did, uh, <laughs> we've done a lot of movies together. We, we did Star Wars, Indiana Jones, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. You mentioned uh, Singing in the Rain. That was a tough one. Really? So that's, I, yeah, that was what I was going to say. I mean, what makes it easy and what makes it tough? The more difficult ones are the movies that have songs in them because you have to be so exact, uh, with, with the movie. That because uh, if if you are a little bit ahead or a little bit behind, everybody notices immediately because the the song the singers are off with the orchestra and you can't they don't follow you, <laughs> right. you know they yeah. don't adjust to your pace exactly yeah in in movies that don't have any songs um, if you are a, a split second ahead split second behind it doesn't really matter you know. Um, However, there are other things that that can be difficult. What is the process? There's obviously sheet music, correct? So everyone in the orchestra can practice their different parts. And then are you watching the movie at home and playing along? How does this, what is this process like to coordinate and synchronize with a film? I get a special version of the film that has um, some signs, what we call punchers and uh, streamers. Um, and numbers that correspond to the number um, to the beats in the measures, and that gives me also the tempo of the music, and when to start and when to finish, and all these kinds of uh, things. And um, I yes, I watch the movie together with the score, 
and um, I practice. After I, I watch it a couple of times, I turn, on, I turn off the sound and I try to, to see, I try to conduct and to see if I'm together uh, with the movie or not. So I'm picturing it, how it would be with the orchestra. And I start to notice some uh, tendencies that I have. Uh, for example, in a certain place, am I ahead of the movie? Or am I behind the movie? And if that happens in the, in, in the live concert, in, yeah. in real time, is there a way that I can correct it? You know, is there a place that I could catch up and push the orchestra? Sure. So uh, practice all, all sorts of scenarios at home. What's the, pro- what's the process of picking the movie you want to use? Um, the artistic administrator of the orchestra um, and um, a, a whole team, uh, a whole artistic team, uh, they, they choose the movies for the, for the season. And a lot of the time, um, uh, it's, it's a movie that there's some, some kind of an anniversary. It came out 40 years ago or something like that. And, um, or just a great movie that we want to do. Are there, are there movies? Well, first of all, I want to ask you, when did you first see Ghostbusters? A long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid. There you go. <laughs> but I, I, I didn't remember much of the film. I remembered kind of snippets and, of course, uh, the, the, main, the main song. Um, but I, I had to refamiliar uh, myself with it. And now what's your favorite part of the movie? I have a favorite, um, favorite line that um you know their uh, ghostbusters are are in the it's toward the end of the movie they're in that um building uh that is kind of uh, destroyed and there are stairs and one of them asks uh, where are the stairs going and bill murray says they're going up <laughs> <laughs> it's so dry and you know i really i i feel close to this kind of humor is yeah. is this kind of a scenario where people will dress up like the ghostbusters and come yes and even in the rehearsal that we had yesterday one of our percussionists was wearing a ghostbusters suit to the to the rehearsal so even the orchestra is really into it uh, yeah it's a lot of fun that is going to be fun. And the first performance is tonight. Yep. And you're ready. As ready as I can be. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, so what, tell me a little bit more details about tonight. Like how much does it cost to get in and what time and how long does it last and how long does the run go? You're, yeah, I need to look at the. I've got some of that. So the first, <laughs> first show tonight, 730. That's right. 230 on New Year's Eve tomorrow and 230 on Sunday. Yeah. How New much Year's does it Day. cost? Do you know? That I don't have handy. MSO.org. Exactly. Is, uh, I'm clicking on the search for tickets. Um, do you play instruments, Yaniv? I play the piano. One. Yeah. I also, um, uh, before the pandemic, I also performed as a pianist with the orchestra. And I, I uh, played a Mozart concerto and I conducted the orchestra from the keyboard. That was... Uh, that was amazing. Is that something that you multitask and do often? That must be... Um, challenging with the with your brain, you know, because conducting is so much timing and nuance and finesse, and then Mozart, yes, yes. a little demanding, and uh, mostly listening, a lot of listening, because when you play, you can't conduct, 
So uh, it's only sometimes one hand, sometimes with the eyes, you know, <laughs> well, with the head. Yeah, but um, it's a lot of listening to each other, and um, it's, it's, it was a dream come true to do that. We're excited to enjoy Ghostbusters this weekend at the Bradley Symphony Center. Do you have a New Year's tradition that to bring in some good luck that you will be doing? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> you just wing it. Yeah, I just wing it. I... Uh, I uh, I decided that I won't have I, I, I won't have any new year, New Year's resolutions anymore. I used to have them, but uh, I realized that they never they never work. You don't stick no, with it. No, so it's better not to decide anything. How long How long have you been in this position? This is my seventh year. Okay, and also the last. Oh really? Yeah. Are you retiring or are you moving someplace else? Uh, moving, moving on. You know, usually uh, in my position, um, people stay for three, four years. So the fact that I'm, I've, I've stayed for seven years almost, um, it's really amazing that because the orchestra sees me more than they see any other conductor. I, I conduct about 50 concerts per year with the orchestra, five zero. And... Um, uh, the, the fact that after all this time, uh, I still uh, love to work with them and they still tolerate me uh, is, is quite something. So well, that's very, a good yeah. relationship. Well, I'm glad yeah. you stayed almost twice as long than you expected to because you enjoyed it here in Milwaukee so much. Yes, Aww. me too. Yadiv Denur, resident conductor with the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra, could be one of your last chances to see him this weekend. Enjoy Ghostbusters, the film with the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra, mso.org for more info. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. for coming in. Thanks a lot. More coming up on WTMJ. WTMJ, Carol Kane, Sandy Max, in for the Jeff Wagner Show today. Uh, just chatted with... Yaniv Denur of the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra this weekend. Ghostbusters being played along with the symphony. That's going to be fun. It should be really fun. And uh, we got a uh, note from uh, Cindy on the talk and text line. She saw West Side Story with the MSO and said that it was great. So anytime you want to keep an eye on their schedule at MSO.org, they've performed with Star Wars films, Indiana Jones. It really is an interesting uh, dynamic right. to a film that you may have just seen umpteen times, but it really brings the, an interesting, uh, real touch. I mean, you're you're in person. You're being surrounded by the music. It's a really nice way to bring in your family and expose them to the symphony. You know, because everybody always... I, and, and honestly, I know this is a fact. You say hmm. sympathy to some... Symp- symphony... <laughs> To some people, and their eyes just glaze over because they right. think it's going to be boring. And yeah. it's like no, nothing could be further from the truth, honestly. Yeah. And so if you can sit there and enjoy the unbelievable music, these incredible musicians, and watch a fun movie at the same time, what a what a great day. And the Bradley Symphony Center is part of this wonderful uh, energizing of the city downtown. It has been refurbished. It's the old Grand Theater and beautiful glass atrium area, and they've restored Beautiful Art Deco paintings and just the metalwork. So it, it's a it's a real experience, and there are affordable tickets. So WMS W 
Sorry, MSO.org. <laughs> if you're interested in uh, busting some ghosts this weekend, it could be a fun way to bring in the new year. Sure, absolutely. And you're going to be there, right? I'm going on January 1st, yeah. 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 That'll be some. That'll be... I just... I just think it's a really great way to expose your family to these extraordinary musicians. And I, not I, every city has a symphony orchestra. Right. That does make Milwaukee special. Right. Right. And I, it's, it really is, um, it is something to watch somebody who is so proficient. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I played the saxophone, but I was never of any symphony quality by any stretch of the match. I was in I was in Madison. I, I was at least able to make it into Madison and the band there. Did you play but, in the band? Yeah. Were you, were you marching on the Not field? Not the marching band. Okay. I, was the, I was in the symphonic band with my sax. Cool. Yeah. Why did you stop playing saxophone? Because I got sick and tired of lugging it over, <laughs> over the hill. It was just like, ah, dang it, I can't do it. I, I lived way on the other end of the campus, down by the, by the ag building, because I wanted to be a vet. And I worked at the ag building, and I had to walk all the way carrying my alto sax, and I just got <laughs> tired of it. Once again, let's revisit the fact that Carol was hmm. the lazy student. Oh. <laughs> well, you could have chosen a smaller size saxophone. Well, I, nobody played s- soprano sax. It's, you know, no. I mean, that was the, that's the, I had alto, I had, I played alto and I played tenor, but I owned the alto. And the only thing would be is, would have been a soprano. I should have taken my flute. That's what I should have done. I I used to play flute mm-hmm. and piano. Mm-hmm. I still have my flute in the basement. I'm sure I can shine that baby up and you know serenade it, you. What you probably don't realize, and maybe you do, um, the flute, the fingering on the flute and the alto sax are exactly the same. That I didn't know. I yeah. thought it was the same as a clarinet. No. Well, it's nice to know if we uh, want to start up a band. We, we got, have potential we got, for the woodwinds. Got a the reeds and the woodwinds can <laughs> yeah. happen. We got it. It is getting closer to New Year's Eve. We have some ideas for you to have some fun, a game you can play. And also, Milwaukee, actually in Times Square in New York City. We'll be back with more about New Year's Eve and how Milwaukee fits in. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's the Jeff Wagner Show. Now filling in for Jeff Wagner, here are your hosts, Carol Kane and Sandy Max. What you doing for New Year's Eve? Just heading down to a friend's for a drink. That's about it. It's going to be pretty, um, pretty low-key. Um, my days of going out, out, like, Getting dressed up oh, yeah. and going out. Those are kind of past. Yeah. Um, and Understandable. To, yeah. I, and in all honesty, I'm pooped. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a year, as they say. It's just, it's no, it's, it's just, I'm just tired. Ty- this holiday season has been really, really busy, and I'm just pooped. I just, <laughs> I'm pooped. Well, yeah, and you hosted. I sound like my mom. No, well, pooped. that's all right, though. But yeah, but I think a lot of people experience that. I have traditionally, at least for the past 10 years, Stayed in, had uh, shrimp, brie, maybe some Prosecco, and watched some movies. It's sure. just simple, cozy. I stay out of anybody's way who wants to drive crazy. I don't have to dress up and be cold because the wind is going to shift. And sure. here I am in my high heels and my thin dress. I mean, and yeah. I used to whiny. go out and buy like a fancy outfit oh, yeah. and, you know, really put on the dog. And um, gosh, I bet you the last time we did that was like maybe 15 years ago. 
Sure. And yeah, yeah, you do. I think we do. We're more resilient and it doesn't matter when it's cold and you're going to tuck into another bar anyway. So I've got a black tie wedding. So I am oh, officially dressing up tomorrow night for the first time in a really, I mean, like a, like a, a sequin dress and everything. I can't tell you the last time I wow. even thought about buying a sequin Where dress. Where is this said wedding? Downtown. Where? Downtown, right near the Wisconsin Center. In that area. Oh, that'll so, be fa- yeah, well, it'll be fancy. I be- I uh I went to a New Year's Eve wedding once. Mm-hmm. And um you know, I don't blame anybody for getting married on New Year's Eve. The decorations are gorgeous. You know, you save on some flowers and <laughs> um you know, people maybe want to go and do something anyhow, so this is a good an excuse as any. Yeah. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, there's something, though, that has never been on my bucket list. I like to do adventurous things. I like to travel. I like to be part of some yeah, sure. fun things. But I have never wanted to go to Times Square never. in New York. It just seems like a mass of people. And that as soon as that ball drops, it's like, well, then where does everybody go? You know, the only reason that you should, if you want to go is you stay at that Courtyard Marriott, which is right next to where the ball drops. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm serious. No, I know where you're talking about. And you stay at that Courtyard Marriott, and you watch the ball drop from the privacy of your room, and or you go out, go out into the crowd for a short period of time, but you get a special pass. to you. I mean, you really do get a special pass to get back into the hotel, so you've got that... You got that out clause, if you will. That's to get like out the, of the VIP m- way to do it. Yeah, you don't have to stand around for hours and hours in the cold because that is not what appeals to me. Because you never know what the weather is going to be. Even if you planned ahead and bought your ticket in June, you could be standing in some sub-zero temperature and then well, I trying might- to get to the bathroom. So yeah, it doesn't. But the good news is that means there's a captive audience in Times Square, right? That is going to see Milwaukee. Yeah, you brought something. I had never even heard of this. What is this? Yay, Visit Milwaukee had the idea of putting together a 15-second, basically a commercial for Milwaukee that is going to run four okay. times an hour every 15 minutes. How smart are they? Yeah. So where is it going to where is it going to run? Is it going to be on like the Good Morning America crawl or this, is it that I would say I'm not familiar enough with the buildings. 1540 Broadway is the ex- actual address. It used to be known as the Bertelsmann Building. I I haven't spent enough time in New York City to know that, but it will be right there right above uh uh like Forever 21 is in there and sunglass hut the disney store so i think some, oh i know some eyes will is. see okay some some eyes will see that and uh the other thing that i didn't realize milwaukee had been named very recently by national geographic as one of the 25 best destinations for travel in 2023 yes i did see that list that is makes me it's very fin- happy it's very very well let's revisit a conversation that we had the first day that we got started here yeah. we had taken over for jeff that was on Wednesday, and I I made the statement that I have national people that I have interviewed, comedians and rock stars and things like that, that have never been here and have absolutely no knowledge of Milwaukee, except for the fact that we're an hour and a half out of Chicago. Yeah. That's all they know. Mm-hmm. And every single time, every single time without fail, at the end of their stay, it was, this is a hell of a city. Yay. I'm glad we impressed them. Uh, center stage. Uh, I see on on Milwaukee.com, they've done an article and the billboard video that features Milwaukee will run four times an hour center stage in Times Square. The Bertelsmann building fills that block between 45th and 46th streets, putting it, as they wrote, just about smack dab in the middle of the action. Right.
Right. That is back to right in the I know exactly where that is. So maybe I, we won't be able to catch a glimpse of it if you're watching Dick Clark's Rock and Eve. <laughs> you know what? You probably um they probably will shoot to it. I wouldn't be surprised if CNN with Andy Cohen and, and Anderson Cooper say something about it because it's Milwaukee and it's uh, that's an odd. I hope that's so. a, kind of an odd thing. Um, I I give them high props. So that is very, very cool. Give us some national exposure so that people don't think we're just a bunch of youpers. You oh, know, seriously. Come try us out. Yeah, so exactly. We'll look for that in the background. And if you are staying home on New Year's Eve. Even with someone you've known for a long time, you can uh-huh. find out something new about them. We have a game that you can play on New Year's Eve. You sure. can play it anytime. Right. Uh, we're looking for a brave soul. Somebody who will be honest, not be willing to share a story if, if uh, the opportunity arises. You want to play this game with me and Carol, give us a call on the TMJ Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. No prizes, just the... Sheer delight of having some fun. Just have some fun on a Friday afternoon. Exactly. The TMG talking text line 855-616-1620. If you want to play a game that all of us can play on New Year's Eve next. WTMJ, Carol Kane, Sandy Max, in for Jeff Wagner this afternoon as he takes a happy holiday break and we'll be back after the new year and we're having fun. It's a Friday afternoon and a lot of the people around here have been discussing, look, New Year's Eve, yay, like the holiday, but it's not necessarily like a must go out and dress up and doll up, but nice to relax on the evening and, and maybe do something special or do something different and if you're looking for something to uh, entertain you this is a game you could play with somebody you've known for a really long time maybe stir up some memories or discover something about them or game you can play just sitting at the corner of the bar getting to know new friends sure i mean it's kind of i saw this and i thought it was really intriguing because some of the questions are interesting (laughs) enlightening yeah Uh, yeah you've heard of this before and i've even done it at uh, jobs as icebreakers uh never have i ever okay is the name of this so you're playing along at home Uh, we actually have uh, yeah we have chris from mcguanago on the hall on the line and mark from illinois so so here's the deal we're all going to answer honestly and you give yourself one point for each thing you have not done okay thus the never right so uh let's bring chris and mark up so we can say hello Hi guys, how are you? Hello, good. Hey, I okay. I wanted I want to tell you that I took an eHarmony date through Milwaukee, or she took me through it, but we had the time of our lives. And she was from Wisconsin, I was not. But I'm picking up your signal on an updated Sea Crane radio, and the signal is just great down here. Wonderful. What's your name, and where are you calling from? Mark from Illinois. Oh, this is Mark from Downers Grove. I have several friends from Downers Grove. And we also have yeah, Chris. And I've... Yeah. Okay, we also have Chris from McGuanago on the line. Hi, Chris. Hello. Hi, Chris. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask the question and uh, say your name and yes or no. So number one, never have I ever skipped school. Chris? No, Mark. Uh, no. Okay. Or, yes, I have skipped school. 
Okay, Chris. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, he had a little trouble admitting to that one, didn't he? <laughs> okay. Mark, yes or no? Mark, have you ever skipped oh, I, school? I already said, oh, I already said no. Okay. okay. Chris, right. you have skipped school at some point. So he gets one point because he, has, he hasn't done it. Mark? Um, so, okay. <laughs> Carol, have you skipped school? We have to play along, too. Oh, that's right. Um, I kind of forgot. Uh, yes, um, I have skipped school. We had senior skip day in high school. That's pretty much what happened for me. Yeah. I, I, I never, ever, ever skipped. And the friends who got me to leave school in the middle of the day on the last... Actually, it was junior year because they tried to scare me by saying that they could suspend me the first year of senior year. And I was absolutely not a lot of fun because I was worried the whole time that I had messed up my senior year before I'd even started it. Wow. I'm a square. Okay. <laughs> at, 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 my, at my high school, some students proposed that we have an open campus, and the principal absolutely would not allow it. And for good reason. Next question. Broken a bone. Mark? Yes. Chris? I have. Yes. Okay. I got my nose broken at a rock and roll show once. <laughs> so, I can't. I, yes, I have broken a bone. All yes. right. Next. Fired a gun. Mark? No. Chris, fired a gun? Yeah. Yes. Carol? Yes. I have. Uh, do you remember Michael King from the Milwaukee Wave? Of course. He used to do the uh, trap charity. Shooting. Yeah, trap shooting. So that counts, right? Yeah, sure. Well, All right. Well, now, so, wait a minute. I, I I have fired a squirt gun. A squirt gun. Well, that wait doesn't a count. That doesn't count. <laughs> Never that doesn't count. Ever. Never have I ever. We'll skim over this one quickly. Uh, number four, done drugs. Mark? Mm, well, no. I did try some cannabis candy recently. You're in Illinois. You're allowed. Okay. Uh, Chris? Same <laughs> uh, boat as Mark, yes. Okay, very good. Carol? So, I would have to... I grew up in the 70s. I, I'd have to say yes. I can't, I have, in all honesty, I have to be honest, so I'll have to You're say yes. You're being honest. That's, that's fair enough. And uh, you? I have been around it once or twice and went, oh, that is not for me, but tried something once. So there you go. Okay. So, I, I so cannot, that's a yes. That's a yes. I've uh, been in a limo, Chris. Yes. There you go. Dr. Galiakowitz, if you remember that old commercial. Mark, been in a limo? Yes. Yes. Carol? Yes. Yeah, me too. Okay. I've enjoyed that. Gotten a tattoo, Chris? Yes. Ooh. Mark? No. Okay. Chris, what is your tattoo? I have a couple. I have uh, some fish, a shark, and then a tiger. Oh, there you go. The animal kingdom is represented, Carol. Although I did, I did, although I did get a stick up. I did get a stick-on tattoo from a cereal box. Okay, very good. We're okay. Listen to him laugh. That's great, Carol. How about you? Mm, no, I no don't tattoo? have one. Me no. either. No, I don't like couches a week after I get them. What would I possibly tattoo permanently on my body? It's hard to decide. That's that's one of the reasons that I don't have a tattoo. Is I don't know what uh, I would uh, what I would commit to. Uh, we have more questions, and we will be back with those questions, uh, playing more of Never Have I Ever, next on WTMJ.
WTMJ, Carol Kane, Sandy Max having fun with Mark and Downers Grove and Chris and McWanago with a game that you can play on New Year's Eve. Uh, we tweeted it out. It's Never Have I Ever. Probably heard of it. And if you haven't, it's easy. Silly questions about whether or not you have ever done something, and you give yourself a point for each thing you have not okay. done. So and right now, Mark and Downers Grove in the lead with three. Right, and we lost Chris, unfortunately. Oh. Chris hung up. Boy, I must I must be woefully inexperienced. Well, you, you might catch up here. So the next question, <laughs> ever been arrested, Mark? Yes or no? No. Oh, there's no flavorful story there. Okay, you get another point. Carol? No. <laughs> I was tailgating at Old County Stadium back in the day when I was at Marquette. And uh, you got arrested? Sipping some beer and I had to sit in the tank. They had like jail cells in the basement of County Stadium. So I don't know if that was full on arrested, but I uh, was in a cell and didn't get to see the game. Were there officers involved? Yes. All right. You were arrested. And I got a ticket. But there were no handcuffs. So I think that to me is sort of the, isn't that? No. Okay. Then I. Then. then uh, oh, Chris is back. Just in time. Okay, Chris. I'm, Chris McWanago. I'm back. Ever been arrested? No. All right. Okay. Then there's your one point. Uh, friends, we're going to go he quickly. Hesitated. We're going to go quickly though because uh, we we got to make sure we get to the news. So quickly, uh, Mark. Yes yeah. or no? Ever gotten a piercing? No. Okay. Chris, piercing? No. No. Okay, Carol, you've got earrings on right now. Uh, yeah, that's there you I'm, go. Yeah, pierced. And I used to have my ears pierced. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're in on that. There you go. Skydiving. Mark, yes or no? Been skydiving? No. Oh, Mark. No. Got to get you out more. Chris and McGuanago, ever gone skydiving? <laughs> no. Okay. Carol, skydiving? No. I have no guts to jump out of a plane. Never been skydiving. Okay, so we each got one. Okay. Yep. One night stand, Mark. Be honest, dude. No. No. Are you, I'm impressed. Chris. <laughs> I no. would never treat a woman like that. There you go. Okay. The fine, upstanding gentleman. Carol? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna, I'm so glad. I'm so just gonna chuckle. I'm, I'm so glad my kids are out of town. Yes, there I you am. go. And uh, I suppose I cannot tell a lie. Uh, I'll say yes to that. And last but not least, skinny dipped. Yes or no, Mark? Yes. There you go. He ends on a high note. Chris, have you ever skinny dipped? <laughs> yes. Yes. The okay. guys. The guys have skinny dipped. Carol. I, I have told the story over and over. Every time I'm up north, I go skinny dipping with Steph's murder. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'm calling her out. She just got married, but Steph at the time, Steph's my skinny dipping partner. There you go. I, I have not skinny. Big Matzik was, uh, we were talking about that when we made the announcement that he was going to retire as a Packer. And, and Greg said he's always, I mean, he still texts him to this day. And that he still has contact with him because he was one of those. Haha was one of the guys in the Packer locker room. I know this. That was a go-to guy. And, and as the media, you always covering sports. You always appreciate go-to guys in the locker room. Who can we always go to, even though they may not be the center of attention for the upcoming game or the post-game discussion. They're a go-to guy because they will always have something to say that is representative of the team. They won't blow you off. They will be insightful. They will be funny when the, the room calls for it. 
And that was ha. I mean, ha ha. There's a reason he was nicknamed ha ha when <laughs> when he was born because he he, he had a light sense of humor and he also he saw the world in a positive way so he was always a go-to guy in the locker room adam timmerman was kind of that way for me um because he was always i i made it into the locker room one time and that's a whole nother show another show (laughs) that's a whole nother show but but you you know carol right i mean you you go to adam timmerman and you probably had a long conversation yeah he was more than willing to sit down with you and just tell you Whatever, you know, he was great. Some of the guys were very off-putting, so I understand what you're talking about. It's, and, and as a person in the media, you want to be able to find that guy that will, will give you something because you know the guys that are going to be stinkers. You're looking for meat on the bone, right? And, yes. and that's why guys like an Adam Timmerman, like a ha-ha, uh, Clay Matthews comes to mind. Clay Matthews was, you know, California guy, but not full of himself, but media savvy. And Clay Matthews was a go-to. Now, Clay Matthews was a heck of a football player for the Green Bay Packers. But on top of that, he was also the go-to guy. Clay Matthews, would be when, when he was injured sometimes, he'd still be in the locker room. He'd still be on the practice field. He'd be a go-to guy. Hey, hey, what do you think about this matchup with Minnesota or whatever? Because he was a guy who kind of represented the team. And so he was well-spoken. And Tim Rimmer was like that. Randy Wolf, remember him with the Milwaukee oh, yeah. Brewers? Randy Wolf was a go-to guy. And you would go to Randy Wolf to take the pulse of the Brewers clubhouse, even though he didn't pitch that night. So these guys, from a media standpoint, are invaluable. If you're a go-to guy, we wrap your arms around those guys. Do you think there will be an official ceremony at one of these home games for HaHa Clinton Dix? I don't think they'll do anything like on the field. Most of this stuff is ceremonial. Most of it is you go into the media auditorium. And you sign this. It's a piece of paper. It again, it's ceremonial. Um, but I think what they will do is they would like piggyback it off of, say, Matt Lafleur talking. He talks this every day of the week. So maybe Lafleur talks one day, and then right after that, they say that they will alert the media and say we're going to bring Ha Ha in, and he's going to retire as a Green Bay Packer. And so he gets asked a few questions for five ten minutes. Um, he signs a piece of paper, so you have the B roll video. Um, so something like that, you know, not on the football field. Those moments, I think, Sandy, are reserved for the big dogs, right? You know, when, when Brett Favre gets his number retired and when Aaron Rodgers, when that, that happens, when those moments happen, they'll make it a bit more of a show. Makes sense. Uh, more with Bob Brainerd. Top highlights from Wisconsin sports of 2022. Next. Station. Carol Kane and Sandy Max. In for the Jeff Wagner Show and wrapping up with the conversation with Bob Brainerd of our sports department. Uh, Carol, you found an I, article about top Wisconsin sports moments. Yeah, I saw this in the Journal Sentinel. It came out on Christmas Day and I thought I would just swing it by you. It's the top Wisconsin sports moments of the year. Let's do it. Um, and it, the Paul Christ firing. Yeah, big one. B- that big was, one. I, not not the fact that he was fired, but the fact of when it happened. I was right. at the game when they got drilled by Illinois, and I remember going home thinking, he's going to get fired. He's going to get fired. But I'm thinking at the end of the year. It was the next day. Yeah, it was yeah. Sunday. Uh, Josh Hader, of course. Oh, oh yeah. Big um, mistake. And the Brewers have, all the Brewer brass have now said, yeah, we didn't handle that correctly. No. Uh, Devontae Adams? Yeah, also um, a big loss. I think... 
everybody knew how this was going to play out as far as the Packers trying to replace him and trying to get all these young guys to try to fill that void. Uh, the, the back end of the story now is that Devontae Adams is unhappy because he's in Las Vegas and they just benched his starting quarterback, his good buddy. So uh, more to that story as it plays out in the next year. Wow. Uh, the blocked punt in the snow, they call it. San Francisco 49ers defensive end Jordan Willis. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> <Drew laughs> doesn't sound like a highlight of 2022, not, not, just not, a memorable moment. No, a newsmaker, though, yes. Right, right. Jeru Holiday takes Marcus uh, Marcus Smart, makes him a meme. <laughs> I listen. Drew Holiday. Yeah. Drew Holiday makes him a meme. It's a meme, meme. right? Did I yes. say mem? Yeah. Meme. Only because my, um, my teenager educates me, Carol. So I I, I can okay. Okay, I can but help explain this, here. Bob. Can you explain this? I'm I'm lost on this. Yeah this this was during the the, the Bucks and Celtics uh, playoff series. Okay. And and Drew Holiday had had this move, and Marcus Smart. I mean, they they were just going at it, and it's it's a meme. So if you if you yeah. Google all of that, yeah, you will see it. I'll see the yes. image. Yeah, it's it's better to see it than have me describe it. Okay, there okay. You go. okay. This is Chucky Hepburn banks it in. Yeah, Chucky Hepburn. Okay, big, big buzzer beater. So so far, for, for the Badgers, y- you seem to be right on target with these. Um, Jawan Howard versus Badgers coach. Yeah, that was a testy exchange after Michigan and Wisconsin basketball. Played each other, and you know, it was the handshake, and Greg Gard, you know, and it just got it turned verbal, and the play, they had to be separated. It wasn't it was, a good look. I remember that. That yeah. was not good sportsmanship at all. It, it kind of led to conversations about yeah sportsmanship and penalties resulting from that, whether they should or shouldn't. And of course, you know, this summer, Big Ten Media Days. They hug and they smile for the sure. camera. It's all forgotten. It's just heat of the moment stuff. And they have Giannis breaking Kareem's record. Yes. And they kind of round it out with the epic fail in London. Epic fail in London. Oh. Yeah. That so. was set up for greatness. That made me so sad. Were you there? You were- I visited Tottenham Hotspur Stadium about a month before. Before, but you weren't at the, the game. game. No, but that was yeah. an am- is an amazing facility built specifically for NFL football. We all know about that now since the Packers have played there. Yeah. But I could just see this is a world stage. This is going to be great. And meeting all the tour guides at Tottenham Hotspur, uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, they were excited. Because it was the Packers. Yeah. And I met the guy who was in the locker room who was showing me, like, this is where Aaron's going to be, and we're excited to see him. And he even shouted out, I own you. Like, that's what he called him. Aaron, I own you, Rogers. We're excited that you're here. And his funny British accent, Coach Larry was his nickname. But they were so psyched. And I was very, oh, this is going to be great. And was very disappointed by, yeah, how that played. And it didn't look ever like, we really need to turn this up. I didn't see that in the team. It's. I don't. I don't want to say it was the beginning of the end, but it was in the mix of the, the the downward spiral of this Packer team. Now, now here we are. You know, two weeks to go, and they they're trying to make this late playoff push. But w- when you review, however, the Packer season ends, when you review it, that game was crucial in everybody from the players to the coaches to the fans scratching their heads saying, what the heck? Yeah, what I mean, just happened? And yeah, to the Giants. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, that, yeah, that's – it was a memorable year, Carol and Sandy, to be sure, in the world of sports here in the state of Wisconsin. A lot of things from a lot of different avenues mm-hmm. and in a lot of different sports teams. 
And all we do is tee it up again. And that, that's the beauty of sports. We tee it up again and we make new memories in 2023. Exactly. Well, thanks for coming in and talking about HaHa. Absolutely my pleasure, ladies. Happy to be here and Happy New Year to both of you. Thank and you. You too.